I'm Deva Flowers. And I'm Chief Bob Vasquez. Welcome to Creating Leaders of Character. Our purpose in creating this podcast is to help you empower yourself as a leader. Specifically as a leader of character. Deva and I come from two very different times. You might consider me an old school kind of leader. And I'm what might be considered an emerging leader. As different as our perspectives may be, we both agree that leading with character is important these days. Actually, it's always been important. Now, it may even be critical. Throughout this podcast, we'll share our perspectives, not to convince you to think like either of us, but to help you develop your own perspectives and apply them to make you a better leader. A leader of character. This podcast is powered by well, we the Institute uh, for Leadership and Strategic of, uh, Foresight. Of a new topic, uh, Ms. Deva, last week, uh, talking about purpose. But mm-hmm. uh, before I forget, uh, let me wish you a, a good day, and I hope you had a good week. Uh, now, we made an announcement last week that you are with child. Uh, that's mm-hmm. what we used to say before. I don't know if, you, if you I like say. that better. Yeah. I like that better because when you say with child, people can't say, are you happy to be with child? But but nowadays you say I'm pregnant and people say, are you happy about it? And yeah. I, I'm very happy about it. Thank you. Um, that's good. It's just a, it's a weird, awkward part to get over. But I like with child. I like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and to me, you know, all politics aside. There yeah. is, you know, in my faith, what I believe, there's a little person in you inside you, and that's a child. It, you know, I don't know how big it is. Don't tell me, <laughs> but it's a, it made, it's a seed. But nonetheless, it is a child, a living, breathing person that one day will uh, piss you off. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> you'll, uh, you'll, you'll let the text me or whatever it is we do, however we communicate sure. by that time. And you'll say, Chief, you were right. But um, <laughs> but as we were leaving, and by the way, so anyway, I'm glad you're well. I'm glad you're healthy and stay that way because uh, that's important. Do the things that you're supposed to do and don't do the things you're not supposed to do. Okay. okay. Uh, so if anybody out there is listening that's got just got pregnant Please, recently, that's my best advice. Uh, we, we left last week uh, asking the question, or at least I did, is it okay to not have a purpose? You know, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to say at least my generation, because part of the show is, uh, has to do with uh, how different generations see, especially leaders, or leading. But uh, in my generation, in my culture, we expect people ex- still, I guess, to have a purpose. But what if, you know, because you, you, last week you mentioned about uh, people who, who uh, you know, watch Netflix and that's what they do or whatever. Um, is that a purpose? Is that okay? Uh, especially it, it, for youngsters, 20, 25 years old, to not have a purpose? You know, they don't want to be a doctor. They don't want to be a, a, a chief. They don't want to be a mom or a dad. Is that okay? I have I have empathy um, for those people. I I definitely can think of a few people that, from my perspective, they don't have a real type of purpose, but maybe to them, they think that they do. And, and the reason I think I have empathy is I think deep in our core, we all want it. I don't think that there's really anybody that says, unless you're, you know, completely nihilistic. I think nihilistic is the word that I, that I'd use for somebody that really says, I really would rather just live in a hole. Like I really would rather, I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to make any relationships. Don't, don't come at me with that. Do you want to go to dinner stuff? Like, you know, I don't, I don't want any kind of purpose. But, um, but, but, I, but let me, let me interrupt you there because sure. c- consider what's happening in the world, Deva. Yeah. 
you know, it's scary. I mean, you know, I'm an old guy. Someone just recently, we were texting each other, and then they were, then I took it as a compliment. They said, uh, "You're a tough chief." Yes, like at least I was. I'm not sure that I am as much as I used to be, uh, and maybe I'm like I don't care about a lot of stuff anymore that I that I that I used to care about. But um, but still, uh, you know, it's it's scary out there, you know. Mm. And uh, you see the stories. Uh, if someone and I don't know what the rule or the law is here in Colorado, I should find out. If you come into my off, uh, my house, you break into my home, I'm gonna kill you. Yeah, I, I look good in orange. Believe me, you're looking at me saying, "You do." I know, Chief. You would, because I'm ruggedly handsome, and that goes with every color. But I'll go to prison if I have to. I'll kill you, you know. But yeah, and that's sad that I even think that. You yeah. know, in my when I was growing up, we never thought about that. Nobody's going to break. We used to leave our our, win, our doors open, our windows open during the summer. We didn't have AC. Our cars, we never locked them, and all that kind of stuff. And now the world has changed. So yeah. you, you know, I, I and you, you're talking about empathy, and empathy is about understanding, not sympathy necessarily. Yeah, there's different types of empathy. I'd love to comment on that in just a second. I mean, I really think cognitive empathy is what we need to be talking about because the the other metaphor is. If you are trying to save someone who's drowning, you also can't be drowning. So there's a type of emotional empathy that brings you down into that level with somebody else. And, and so cognitive empathy maybe is a different term we can use for, I understand what they're going through. I might not, I might not um, subscribe to it. I might not agree with it, but I understand. Right. But, but, and I think we talked about this in one of uh, the past episodes, uh, who am I to judge? Yeah. Who who are and that that's comes from uh, Pope uh, Francis, whom, whom I respect. I mean, he's this close to God, and for that for him to say, "Who am I to judge?" To mm-hmm. me, that that sets a precedence. That wait a minute, if, if he doesn't, how could I judge? You know, yeah. how can I tell somebody that because you don't have a purpose, and particularly, I'm an old guy. Deva, mm-hmm. your purpose should be what I tell you it should be. <laughs> all the time. Save, save yourself all the trouble. Just do what I tell you, and life will be good for you. Sure. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm not going to fight you on it. <laughs> <laughs> You're I don't a know coward. I did. <laughs> yeah, no, really. I, I, I would be a coward for that. Yeah. yeah. Well, well I'll, t- I'll tell you what. And then I know where you're saying that just when it comes to your baby, Mm-hmm. When that little person is in your arms, things will change. Yeah. Then you, you, then you will absolutely fight the me. Will happen to you, which, which we can hope for those people. I mean, I do wish purpose on people. I, I want that to happen for them because I think I know the way that it feels to have purpose versus not to have purpose. I said in the last episode that that just month and a half to two months where I was really just scraping up anything I could to really feel purposeful, be in a community. And and I think that's um, part of our nature as humans. Um, so yeah, maybe I have empathy for people that don't have a purpose, but I don't think that they know that it's good for them. And I don't think that they, they understand what it's like to live with purpose um, and, and how you find that. I mean, there are different ways and I'm sure we'll talk about that, but, but is it okay to live with a purpose is what you started with. And, and I don't think it's okay, but that doesn't mean that when I tell somebody it's not okay to live with a purpose, I'm, I'm saying that in condemnation because I, I think I have empathy for that place where maybe they just don't 
completely understand. And that in itself is condemning because to say, oh, you just don't get it. I mean, that's also kind of mean. So, so where do we start? I don't, I don't even know. Um, yeah. So, and, and as a youngster, and again, you know, for us, well, farts, we, we, we're just going to mm-hmm. yell at you, uh, until, <laughs> you know, what, what is it? Uh, oh gosh. Um, fighting is, uh, is, is won't help you. There's a, a some kind of, uh, Star Wars. Uh, oh. <laughs> I can't remember what that statement was, but nonetheless, uh, you know, at least uh, often the older generations are going to think you, you'd better, you mm-hmm. better do what I tell you, or else I'll kill you. You know, I hope it never <laughs> goes that far, but that's kind of the, our thinking, you know. But you youngsters have a different perspective on this, so you have a peer, and you're, if I remember right, you're like twenty, twenty-one years old. Yeah, yeah, I'm twenty. Okay, so you you have a, a twenty year old, nineteen year old friend, a youngster who's looking up to you because we're talking about developing leaders of character here. So to be a leader of character, what what are you going to do when uh, uh, Johnny comes up to you and says, "I have no purpose," and uh, oh, even worse, I don't want one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, now, yeah, the... you can't condemn them, can you? Or I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. well, nowadays, um, and even even the term nowadays seems condemning and seems with um with offense and and but I do mean it. I mean, nowadays you really it's hard to kind of tell somebody, hey, I think you would be bettered by this without it sounding as an attack. And um, I think it's due to social media. I think it's due to echo chambers because you really can look up anything you want and find a few other people um, with the same idea, even if what that thing is, is hurting you. Um, That's not for me to say, or who am I to judge? You know, that's not for me to say what things will hurt you and what will not, but living without a purpose. I mean, I think that's a pretty baseline. um, That's a pretty baseline statement that, that people should really seek purpose in their lives because otherwise you're just a, a consumer. I think we were talking about um, watching Netflix and curling up in your bed and just saying, shoo, 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 you don't need a purpose. It's okay. You can just be comfortable, be comfortable right here for the rest of your life. Don't try and make anything happen. Don't try and c- complete any tasks. Um, just be comfortable. And, and I think it is pretty baseline to say that it feels good and it helps others and it supports the continuation of our world to have a purpose and to strive for that purpose. And, and hopefully that purpose is not an evil one, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Um, well, with that disclaimer. Yeah. 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 So, so if I'm catching what, what you're saying, you, you want to get out of your, what we call the comfort zone Yeah. and having a purpose takes you out of your comfort zone in the sense that you have to strive to, uh, to achieve that, uh, I guess it's achieve. Can you achieve a purpose? You, you want to live that purpose better than achieve, right? But at least maybe start with achieving something that will make you happy, that yeah. will make you uh, uh, feel like you've accomplished something. Because that does feel good. I mean, I don't know anybody who would argue that. I, actually, I do, uh, but they're stupid. Um, <laughs> you know, when you when you do something that that you set out to do, and you accomplish it, it, there's something intrinsic about doing that that gives you a good feeling. I, I know there's, what is it, endorphins and all that kind of stuff. There's something uh, uh, biological that happens, uh, but still even psychological and spiritually that, yeah, I did that. I, I, I could, I finished it. I started. And, you know, they always say, 
I'm not sure that's always true, but th that the road is the most important thing, not the destination. Yeah, yeah but you got to have a destination or else the road, you won't know what the road is, you know. Or you uh, won't want to travel. You won't, yeah. you won't bear the storm and the heavy rucksack on your back to walk down the road and find the little adventures along the way if you don't think you're going somewhere. Um, you asked me how I would talk to somebody who didn't have a purpose or maybe a 19-year-old friend or so. Um, and I didn't completely answer because it's, it's really hard nowadays. I just said, it's, it's really hard to tell somebody, I think not, I know, but I think that you're doing something that's hurting you, especially when that thing that they're doing is disguised and, um, tempted towards them as, uh, something that's good, something that's beautiful, something that's, um, natural. Uh, and so I guess, I guess my strategy thus far is to has been to be a friend and to live by example as much as I can. Um, I get to have girls over to my house and we have dinner and I, I try and always like make food for the people that come over. Just, you know, maybe it's an incentive to hang out with me. Maybe I need friends. I don't know, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I always try to make the food so that they feel welcomed and they know no matter what it's about, no matter if it's on that temptation or on that, false purpose or on that lack of purpose, or maybe they're full of purpose, no matter what it is, they know without me having to say it, like, I support you and your well-being. Like, I want you to be healthy spiritually, healthy relationally. And so, yeah, I guess um, being a friend is a really good start. <laughs> but other than that, sometimes it's really hard and, and you want to just sit at the table and scream at them. Right. I mean, I know, especially that goes for some of the guys, um, that I'm friends with. I know that sometimes, uh, the intention is to sit at the table and say, this is what you need to do. Why aren't you listening to me? And why aren't you doing it my way? And, and, uh, I think we can all understand why that's not the most receptive or inviting, uh, <laughs> way to go about things. So. It, uh, well, and and I think I'm going to have to think more about this and maybe we'll get back to this on a, another uh, episode. But empathy requires questioning more than it does stating, you know, and again, because what, what you're ex uh, describing really is the way that we would do it. My generation would do it. We'll just tell you this is the way you do it. Or, or again, I'll, I'll smack you. I'll, I'll kill you. I'll hurt you. And there's no value in that, especially with your generation, because that's not the way you understand anymore. Uh, you can't uh, accept that. But with questions and empathic questions, how do you, where are you going? You know, yeah. what, what, what is, what's the, uh, is that what you just did? And, you know, you can, especially as a mom, you're going to learn how to be, uh, mm -hmm. develop guilt in your children uh, oh, because man. all moms do that. I think there's a course for it somewhere along the way, <laughs> but uh, you can, Hard you can almost get someone to think, to feel guilty about what they're doing in a way. And, and I, I don't know that, I don't think that's effective, but, but questioning why they're doing it. I think it's going to be more effective than just telling them you're, you're dumb. You're, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Well, how do you know? Again, it goes back to uh, who am I to judge? So if you can ask questions, does, is that how, how not does, what is it? Uh, um, uh, yeah, open, open ended questions, not those closed ones. Uh, is this good for you? 
yes or no okay that ended the discussion yeah. the question is how does this get you to where you're envisioning yourself in three years whatever it is and now you can't answer that yes or no i guess you can but that's you know you're not listening then uh, but those type of questions open-ended questions may help you help them you yeah. know a, a leader of character i think isn't go, doesn't go around telling people what to do a leader of character asks people are you doing it the way you should, the way you think, uh, in, 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 you know, the Socratic method uh, can help you and to get them to think about whoever that other person is you're talking to, for them to answer it. Because if you answer it for you, for them, then it's on yeah. you. That uh, The term that we used to use, the monkey, the monkey is on your back. But if you can hmm. get them to understand and answer uh, authentically, that's a new, not a new term, but th that's the term that we use a lot of times, uh, so that they can be honest with themselves Maybe that will help them because it's not about telling them what to do. It's about asking them, are you doing what you should do or what you think you should do? Absolutely. Yeah, it, it really reminds me of this conversation I've been having mostly with my husband about my friend, Sydney. I've mentioned her to you a few times and it's this girl I, re I really enjoy hanging out with and I get to work with her, uh, her mom. Uh, and a community pays me to go and take her out to dinner and really spend a lot of time with her because she has pretty uh, medium to low functioning autism. And we really want to make sure she's eating and has friends and all that stuff. And I've known her for quite a long time. We've I've known her since I was six because of my grandparents summer camp. Um, I would go to camp and she would be in the cabin with me. And um, yeah, so we kind of grew up together. And so recently she's been having a little bit more, um, problems with anxiety. She has an anxiety disorder and, um, we were talking about illogical versus logical responses to, to problems. And I do, I mean, it feels like manipulation. You were talking about learning how to elicit guilt and, um, <laughs> but also learning how to teach people how to solve their own problems. And, and that's so important because her mom and I definitely have, re have reminded her she's 22. Um, she's older than I am, but we, we do have to remind her like, this is the next step. You are an adult. You are learning how to be an adult. And she's living actually at UT Austin uh, in a dorm right now. She's in a program with other kids like her and um, they're learning how to be caretakers and they're learning how to take care and, and bring groceries in for elderly couples and people. And, and so anyways, um, it's been really good because she's been going through a lot of challenge and a lot of changes. And so this anxiety that she's going through is like, how do I go to the movies with my friend, eat three meals a day, visit a friend two hours away and do all my homework in five hours, <laughs> you know, um, and kind of leveling out priorities and, and uh, the thing that she's brought with brought me with recently is I'll say, well, what's your what's what's the most important thing here? And so her and this all comes down to purpose, too, because your purpose kind of drives what your what your what your priorities are. And so she would say, um, well, I want to go to the movies. And then I say, well, that means here are your consequences for your choice. And she she'll say, oh, that's disappointing. I'm anxious and I don't. I really, I really don't like it when I don't have choices. And I said, wait, no, you do have choices. Remember, you're not without choices. You're the adult here. You get to make the decisions and here are your options. So, um, yeah, it kind of, it doesn't mean she's 22. Like I said, and just because she has autism doesn't necessarily mean that I would relate her to a child, but she, she gets to lay things out in a very simple way for me to be able to say, if you have a friend or maybe you yourself are struggling with, trying to figure out those priorities and the purpose 
what I'm saying in the baseline is to remember that you have options and to, when you speak to those people, don't dumb it down. Don't make it sound like they're a child, but, but try to lead them on with those questions and um, realize how important it is just because somebody hasn't figured out those things um, to really kind of walk them towards what, what you believe is righteous, what you believe is most valuable. Um, as long as hopefully you're not leading them towards evil and, you know, something that will hurt them. <laughs> but yeah. Well, like, the, 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 term that, the term that comes to mind is sincere empathy. Mm -hmm. That's you know, good. Uh, being sincere about wanting to understand and that that can be tough that can be tough uh, because you know uh, you know as a parent as a leader uh, i always want folks I, I always think that i have the right uh, goals i think the right purpose itself and and i hope and i expect especially as a leader i expect people to follow me you know which is kind of not so uh, the, that's not very good leadership, I don't think, when you expect people to follow you. The, the the smart thing and the effective thing is to be sincere about understanding. Are they going in that direction? Are they not? And why? Then you can make some other decisions. Yeah, we should talk about this um, another podcast, but we can have a whole podcast about listening and huh? learning how to have the art of listening. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you can bring this is important. So let's okay, let's talk about that next week. Remind <laughs> me to tell you. I didn't. I'll finish it out with. Uh, it's almost funny. I've been suffering with uh, sinus headaches for several months now, okay. and uh, if, uh, a couple of days ago, I had, it was a it was terrible. But my my brain felt like I had uh, it was full of uh, of cotton balls, and mm. uh, it, 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 it. I'm a musician. I've said that before and uh, especially a rock musician, a jazz musician. So my hearing isn't as good as it probably should be. So <laughs> I already have issues with Deb, not hearing Deb. And uh, yeah. so my head is off. Uh, it was all day long. Every yeah. time she said something, I had to say, huh? And uh, finally she got tired <laughs> and she stopped talking to me. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> that, that may happen to you in your marriage. I hope not. Uh, next week, Hopefully we'll see you next week and we'll talk about listening. Have a good time. I'll talk to you later. Thank you for listening. We hope that there was something that you heard in this episode that will help empower you to become a better leader. A leader of character. If you'd like to connect with us, please email us at cloc at leadershipandforesight.org. Until next time, be great. This podcast is powered by the Institute for Leadership and Strategic Foresight.